Welcome, one and all and all and one, ladies, gentlemen and non-binary peoples, uh, to episode five of the Brew Podcast. Uh, sadly, it's just me today, just me, just Callum. Um, I just wanted to take a minute and just, I've got some questions and I'm going to do a little Q&A today, uh, mainly from uh, strangers on Reddit, from the, I don't know which subreddit it is, it's like r slash podcasting or something. What was it, actually? I'm going to have a look. Uh, r slash podcasts. Uh, I got some questions for some people, and I was just going to answer those today. I've got a few I've got a few questions from a friend of mine for the podcast, so I'm going to answer that as well. And I just want to chat, really. Uh, I'm drinking coffee at the moment because I've been up since 6 o'clock this morning, and at the time of recording, it's quarter to 11, so uh, in the morning still, but, you know. Because I'm just nuts and I don't want to go back to bed. Because if I go to bed now, because I have I start work at half past three today. Uh, and that's still half eight. It's like a at the place I work at, I have to like close the shop. Um, so if I go to say, say it's, it's, all right, it's quarter to 11 now. Let's round that up to 11. Let's say it's, I go up to sleep at 11 o'clock and I sleep for like two hours and I wake up at one. That only leaves me an hour and like a half-ish, really, because it takes me an hour to get into town. Like, I leave myself an hour just in case I'm like, the buses are running slow or whatever. So it gives me like an hour to, I just want to chill out. I just want to play the Xbox and just not really have to think or do anything until I go to work. I don't know. That's just me. Um, speaking of the Xbox, actually, I just got done... Um, I just got done playing a an indie game called Tacoma. Um, it was really, really, really interesting. Really interesting. It's basically um, it's like a walking simulator if you're if you're familiar with the phrase. So basically, what you would do is it's just your character walks from place to place, listening to bits of the story or reading bits of the story, and you like just you're just taken on this journey. Um, and the premise of Tacoma is that there's this space station, which is like an accident has happened and all the crew are gone. So your character has to go on to the spaceship and just look around. And it like tells the story in a really, really unique and interesting way. Um, so basically the how the story is told is that there is it's like an uh, augmented reality kind of um, platform on the or not platform like. Uh, set up like a system on the whole space station uh, and that's how all of the um, that's how the crew members kind of record stuff because as you go around the ship you'll see these like little um, silhouettes of all of the other crew members and you can kind of listen to what they're saying and uh, the, fir the first time this game kind of really blew my mind was this moment where I walk into this like social area and there's like uh, two people in like a kitchen um two people in like a like a living room kind of area one person in like a games room and another person in her office and they're all in obviously different places in this kind of common area and they're all having conversations so you can start wherever you like so i went into like the uh like the, the common area and there was this couple and they were just chatting about like uh some like random nonsense or whatever and then uh, and then more people enter the scene. And then, so I'm like, oh, okay. So you can like, it's, 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 it's played on like a, like a rewind thing. So there's like, um, 
it's like basically a clip that you can rewind, pause, and fast forward. So what I did is I went into the kitchen where those two the two new characters came from, rewinded the whole track and listened to the beginning from their perspective, and then I did that for everything. And I think it's just a really kind of unique way to tell that story because normally you would get maybe like a cutscene where control is taken away from the player, from you, the player, to say, exposition, this is this is the story we're telling and this is how we're telling it, where you sit, do nothing and just watch and get bored with it, really. So um, Tacoma's, Tacoma's approach is to have the story there, but... Of course, it's like it's on a linear path. It's a story they have to tell from start, middle to finish. But you can choose how you take in a scene. So you can go to someone on their own and watch the story fold, like unfold from their perspective in that scene before they join like another group or before something happens. You can um, you go through all kind of the different sections of the ship where. I, go, I don't know, like people have their own like personal quarters um, and you can go through all of their stuff. Like a really nice piece of storytelling that I found um, while playing uh, was in this beginning section. This woman w- was in her office and uh, something like something happens. And so she she goes into a drawer and pulls out like a picture. You can see like her kind of augmented reality, like silhouette, like mind the action of doing that and then she puts it down and leaves and when she left i paused the uh the playback and i my character went into that drawer and then pulled out that picture and it was like a picture of her and her mum and i think that was a really kind of beautiful moment where there wasn't like an objective marker that was like look in here look at picture feel sorry for character it's like anyone could have seen that and gone okay she probably looked at something okay this is more important move on but to anyone who wants to, they can just go into that and look at it themselves, which is what I did. And it was really nice. Uh, and in the same room, another example, she was, um, as she left, I noticed there was like a piece of paper in a bin. And the game let me pick out that piece of paper. And it was like a letter she wrote to her, um, to her mum. I guess it was like a eulogy because um, like at the end, it's like just like crunched up and thrown away, but like, the kind of context of the of this letter was that it was like a eulogy um yeah so i really really enjoyed this game um i finished it like 20 minutes before i started recording and i just really enjoyed every moment of it like there was nothing really that was like it's, it's not like a super intensive like dramatic um story it's just like a small story with like a deeper kind of conspiracy, if you like, it's like corporate, it's not corporate espionage. It's like um, corporations being evil corporations, which I know is a bit of a uh, tried and true kind of method of storytelling, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed the game. Um, it does make me think because I'm, I'm hoping one day to be a writer. Like I've, I've written like a short story and some poems, but like uh, nothing really outside of that. And, it's part of my course at uni is to write and I'm really enjoying it and really kind of thinking about storytelling and the non-traditional means, if that makes sense. So Tacoma is a great example. It's like an interactive story and I would love to be able to do something like that. Uh, the last thing I just got done working on was like, um, like a first chapter of a novel 
um, for this like story I have to tell. And the way the module was set out was like you have to write, um, you have to plan this novel and pitch it to us, and then you have to write the first chapter and submit it, which I really enjoyed because um, it was an idea that came up in like uh, the idea for the the story came up somewhere else i think i was doing another module and i just thought that would be a cool idea so i kind of jotted it down and came back to it uh if you're interested kind of the premise is that uh the world uh earth has kind of been destroyed by climate change like the effect of uh humans on uh the planet and the climate and this is like hundreds of years after that because there was like a mass extinction event through it um through like uh climate instability uh, but this is like a hundred or so, maybe more years after. It doesn't. It doesn't say. Um, and it kind of follows this character who, when he's a boy, he finds like an old, old Bible, and he and he kind of reads it, and he becomes very fascinated with this idea of religion, and he like becomes a priest himself, and he lives in this very small settlement, and he kind of tells people and teaches people the way of kind of Christianity and, and that religion and um, kind of the guidelines set out by the Bible and he wants to kind of take it and be like a good person. And and um, and a while after that, when he's kind of, kind of coming towards the end of his life, um, he gets a letter from an old friend who tells him that um, they kind of, they're having like a kind of crisis and they need someone to come and help and, according to the main character's kind of moral guidelines, he's like, oh, I should really kind of go and uh, go and, like help out. So he does, and it's kind of, it's like, an, because the country's destroyed, it's, well, the world is destroyed, it's kind of hard getting from place to place. So he kind of enlists uh, the help of some, like, traders or travelling merchants who, who drive him from place to place, and he has, like, dialogues with them about how, if God is so great and if God is so like benevolent, why would he allow this to happen to the world? And I think it's kind of an interesting, it's an interesting uh, concept to kind of take the concept of religion and monotheism and how benevolent they can, like gods could be and then to allow destruction on this scale. Um, I really enjoyed writing it and I might even come back to it and then we'll see how far I can take that. And I know that's kind of a traditional story in the sense of storytelling, um, whereas I was just talking about Tacoma, which is like very, very different in its kind of approach to storytelling. There's so many bits of like set dressing where it's like little pictures on the wall or relationships between characters on the ship. And it's very, very, very interesting. And I really loved it. But I have been, yeah, I've been playing a lot of indie games. Uh, another game is called Void Bastards. I should probably say who Tacoma was made by in case you want to check it out. Um, I played it on Xbox One. Uh, a game by Fulbright and released on Windows, Mac, operating systems, Linux, and Xbox One. Oh my god, the game's it's like nearly two years old. It came out, oh, it came out for PS4 uh, May 2018, but it was available on all the other platforms in August of 2017. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you can. Like, if you've got like a few bob to spare, because it's a really, really interesting way of telling a story. Oh yeah, um, Void Bastards is developed by Blue Manchu, like Fu Manchu, but blue. 
and it's it's very much inspired by bio the bioshock series if you've played that or um system shock and it's a um there's not much in terms of a story as there is like the world shut up fucking siri just goes off whenever you don't want him to or her or them whatever in essence, the world of um, Void Bastards is like um, like prisoners are turned like any kind of prisoner with like a, uh, a, a criminal record is like turned into like a powder and stored away and like and like you put them in like some kind of vat and add water to them to kind of make them a person again so they can do jobs for you. It's really odd, but you go from ship to ship collecting resources and and there are like monsters you kind of have to fight and you just go from ship to ship and build weapons and build upgrades for yourself and um like when you when you get to each ship it'll say oh there's no power in this ship or there's a certain amount of this kind of enemy or that enemy and you go around the ship to the different sections or or sections or quarters so there's like um, the generator room, atmosphere, um, like the garbage disposal area, uh, the helm and living quarters and stuff like that. And you just go around avoiding traps, uh, fighting monsters and collecting uh, resources because you have to gather food for yourself. You have to gather fuel for your ship as you go from different ships, which have all been abandoned apart from like the monsters who like live there. Um, it's really fun it's like mindless fun it's just i can listen to like a youtube video or a podcast and just play away and it's i it's really kind of interesting um to just kind of mellow your mind out and just be like okay i just want to mindlessly play this for a while um yeah i'm hoping to get more into indie gaming because i think bigger studios just like to fuck people in terms of oh we're adding microtransactions into this game for no reason um what was on i saw like rage 2 um, from Bethesda Studios, like id Software, uh, Avalanche Studios, those guys, and like for no reason, there is just microtransactions in uh, Rage Two. I don't know why. I have it. I like anytime I see microtransactions, I'm like, nope, don't look at it because there's no point. Um, if it's if it's a game that's like, oh, it's paid to win, it's like, what's the point in fucking playing then? If the only reason to play is to buy microtransactions to make your character stronger or to give yourself better gear. So you can kill people easier. Then what's the point in actually progressing normally? Like, why would you put in a system that just alleviates the the necessity to just make your way through the game as traditional gameplay kind of dictates? That being said, um, I've also been replaying The Witcher Three, which I think is one of the greatest um, RPGs of all time. Sorry, not sorry. I have played the original Kotor before you all jump on me. Uh, that's really, really good. Um, I've been chatting about video games for like 15 minutes now. Um, last thing I'll say is yesterday the like mod- Call of Duty Modern Warfare got um, announced. Well, not announced, but um, it got its first trailer. And it just looked weird because it's a, it's like a soft reboot of the Modern Warfare series, even though there have been three games before it. And... I guess Infinity War, Infinity War, talking about the Avengers now, Infinity Ward, who make 
um, like one third of the Call of Duty games now. They kind of realise that all the futuristic shit that they tried just doesn't work and no one likes it. So they're just going back to um, back to what made them the most popular, which was the Modern Warfare series. So I'm eager to see what they bring um, to the table now. But at the same time, I think it's a bit odd to give series a soft reboot um, when you ended it kind of well. Like, it ended on a really good note. Um, it was a really satisfying ending in the third game, so I just don't see why they're like, I know, we need to bring back in modern warfare. It would be good. But fuck it, right? Right, let's move on to questions. Uh, we'll go through the Reddit questions first because they are the weirdest ones. Uh, first of all, from Reddit user One Word Go asks, What's up with penguins? I don't know. What is up with penguins? Um, I was watching a documentary on like, I think it's, I think it was like Blue Planet, the one that David Attenborough narrates. And they did like a section in the Antarctic. I think that's where the penguins live. Um, where the penguins live. And I'm just fascinated by the rock copper penguin. I well and truly am super fascinated by them because they are the most robust animal I've ever seen because with as their names kind of suggest they they jump from rock to rock and kind of what they do when they go out looking for food is they get on like a really tall rock and wait for a massive wave from the sea to come in and they just jump onto that wave and then ride it down into the sea which is clever in practice uh, in theory, but in practice, um, a lot of rock copper penguins get injured or killed doing this. Um, you'd think that evolution would have given them some kind of, besides the robust nature of their kind of bodies, evolution would have given them the the smarts to go, why don't I just go to the shore? But, you know, I'm not a penguin. I don't know what goes through their mind, so fuck it. Um, Reddit user Sweet Bean Jelly asks... Do you think humans will reach Mars by 2028? No. Next question. Human ambition outweighs kind of human responsibility because with the amount of money that um, there's kind of that's the space program, I'm not really thinking about NASA at this point. I'm thinking about SpaceX um, and like Elon Musk kind of, deciding that um you know that he just wants to be ambassador for earth which is fine until he called remember that story ages ago well, not really ages ago i don't know why i put so much enthusiasm into the ages but there was that story about those boys who got trapped in a cave they were like a football team and they got trapped in a cave and like people like that British diver, and I think there are a few other people involved as well, I can't remember, but it was specifically about this diver who got involved and rescued them. And I guess it was some kind of weird joke that didn't quite land as well as he wanted, but Elon Musk was like, oh yeah, that guy's a paedophile. It's like, really? Like, I guess, haha, funny joke, boy. Um, Like a diver wants to rescue boys because he wants to fuck them. But at the same time, like, that's a bit weird. It's like it's like it's like calling someone who saved a cat from a house fire Shane Dawson. 
<laughs> oh, I shouldn't make myself laugh or say that. But going back to the question, no. Ideally, no. I think we should spend money on Earth, kind of looking after the um, the environment and eradicating poverty and homelessness and salvation. But that's just me. Reddit user Ninth Glyph asks, what scientific research is currently in progress that would have as big an impact as things like epidemiology or the invention of transistors, etc.? I don't know. You would have to ask a scientist, but I would say artificial intelligence. Personally, I think artificial intelligence is kind of, it's becoming more and more a thing. I mean, um, like Amazon's Alexa, for example, is like, um, well, really, the long and the short of it is it's it's like a it's training to be an artificial intelligence. It's like it's nowhere near that yet. But because I I heard and this might be wrong, this might be right. But I heard that kind of the idea of these uh, these electors and these virtual assistants like Siri and Google and stuff like that um, are just to kind of learn how to help like people and stuff but at the same time i think what they're doing is they're just recording responses and relaying that information back to ai programmers or vi programmers or or whatever in order to kind of further the artificial intelligence because to think that yeah i know it's like they took our jobs thing but a lot of jobs soon won't even need people and i don't know if that's good for the economy or bad for the economy but yeah, I think artificial intelligence is, it's not, I wouldn't say it's the way forward because it's, it will, as human ambition does, be ruined by itself. It will be ruined by human ambition. Um, we'll just go too far. I mean, I think it was um, that Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park who said it, said it best. Your scientists were so preoccupied with women. I think it's quite a good kind of a good heads up. I don't know. I mean, I doubt I'll I'll even be alive long enough to kind of see a proper rise in uh, artificial intelligence. But there we are. Okay, that's the all three of the questions from Reddit. Okay, this one, uh, this first question. Well, I've got two questions from the same person because they're a star. Um, this is from Plomomo. Um, and the first question is, if I were to die tomorrow, what would be my last dinner? Starter, mains, pudding, and a drink. Fuck. Well, um, considering I, given this, this situation, I would have the option to stay vegetarian or, um, or to kind of not. Uh, I would stay vegetarian because my favourite restaurant in the whole world is called Down the Hatch in Liverpool on Duke Street. Uh, it's like, it is veggie, it is vegan. Well, actually, I think it's vegan first because most of the items on the menu, uh, drinks and desserts included, are all vegan. And then you can ask for the veggie option if you prefer. Um, I mean, I try and eat vegan when I can, um, but I'm not actually a vegan, I'm just a vegetarian. But... This place, it does, like, proper, like, junk food, but for vegans and veggies. 
So burgers, hot dogs, uh, like big desserts, really, really, really great stuff. And my girlfriend and I, Vanessa, who's on the podcast a lot, uh, we go all the time, uh, as often as we can. Um, and we only just discovered they had a they had a like a reward like a rewards card. So every time we come in, you get like a stamp. And we've been there like twelve times already, and this is like the first time we've heard of it. So it's a little bit salty, but whatever. Um, okay, yeah. So definitely, it would be down the hatch. So. A starter, a mains, a pudding, and a drink. Because I think my eyes would just be too big for my stomach. Like, I would be, oh, yeah, let's eat everything on the menu. But then let's say my stomach is normal and I don't have, like, some in, infinite stomach or whatever. Starters would be, oh, they used to do, they don't anymore. They used to do, in Down the Hatch, this, like, it's like a share of thing. So the way Down the Hatch works is you order your mains and if you want like a like a side or a small bit like you order it obviously at the same time and it will just come when it's ready and the first time Vanessa and I went we didn't really know this so what happened with us was we ordered uh, like a small like a uh, like a starter or a small bit each and then a main and then whatever and it all just came at the same time and we were just completely overwhelmed and we just couldn't finish it so kind of going from there, um, what what we would do is we would order one big st- like share between us and then a main each, obviously. So I would get the bucket of veg. And what the bucket of veg is, it's like deep fried veg. So you've got uh, deep fried peppers, deep fried uh, like uh, courgette and uh, mushrooms and stuff like that big 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 stuff like in a, like a an actual bucket so i definitely have that for my starter i would have the i know there's like a really really nice burger that they do and i can't remember what it's called oh max big break it's called max big break and it's basically like a veggie burger um with like you get your skinny fries on the side and all like the stuff in the burgers and then you get like macaroni and cheese inside the burger and it is honestly to die for. So I definitely have those two. Um, drink. What would I want to drink? Um, like a very strong rum and Coke because it's usually what I drink when I go out. But if I'm really, if it's like a really strong one and I can just get pissed knowing that I would die the next day and a dessert. Oh, my God. The dessert easily would be uh, Vanessa's mum made. I don't know what, when it was. It was some kind of special occasion. And was it for it was like a relative's birthday or something? But she made this like um, big, big, big cake with like crunchy bars on it. And I don't know if around the world you guys get crunchy bars. But here in the UK, we get it's like a honeycomb inside with like chocolate around it and it was really good but this cake was just amazing probably had like thousands and thousands of calories but it was just so good so worth it um i almost died eating it like i was after i finished it i was like leaning back in the chair like praying for death so i think that would be a fitting ending actually so if i had that as my last meal afterwards i would probably want to die anyway so that's kind of perfect so yeah the bucket of veg to start, the max big break 
uh, strong rum and coke and that crunchy uh, crunchy bar cake. Definitely. That would be great. And the last question um, from, and this is Chloe Momo on Twitter, so at Chloe, M-A-M-O. If you had to describe yourself in three words, only beginning with the first letter of your name, what would it be? So C for Callum. Uh, three words beginning with C, and I already know what you guys are thinking, and no, not that one. I would say calm. I'm all, I, I do try to, if someone's like upset or freaking out or angry or whatever, I do try and kind of relax them a bit. So I, I, yeah, I think calm is a fair, a fair thing to say about me. Um, I guess cuddly would be one. I mean, I can't really say huggily, but I just like hugs. Anyone who works with me knows that I will, dem- I will like take at least three hugs every day. Like I just, I just like hugging people. So I guess cuddly would be one. And and comedic, I'd say, because it might not appear or sound like it on this podcast, but I can be quite funny, I, I think, maybe. Um, yeah, so I think um, calm, cuddly and comedic would be three fair enough words that I would use to kind of describe myself. Um and that is it for the questions. And I think that's a good place to leave it um, for this episode of the Brew Podcast. Uh, Christ, if anyone if anyone's still here after listening to me waffle for, what, like 35, 40 minutes, um, I, I take my hat off to you, even though I don't wear hats, which is another fact about me, actually, if, you, if you're interested. So thank you all very, very much for listening, if you are still here. Um, if you want me to answer any more questions in any future podcasts, please, please contact me on Twitter, uh, which is at brew the podcast. And if you, if you didn't like this kind of solo episode, please let me know. And I won't do them again. If you do like them, please let me know and I might do them again. So, and if you want to talk, if you want me to talk about any topics, please let me know. Um, because I think this, this, podcast is more of like a dialogue between you and I more so than me just dictating stuff to you um I just wanted to try today as like a trial run to see how um to see how a solo episode would go of me just waffling on in like a stream of consciousness kind of thing um but if you don't like it just be be vocal about it I mean I don't I like to think I've got quite a thick skin um even though a baby did frown at me once and I did cry for 20 minutes but that's beside the point uh yeah so if you have any thoughts about what you liked or what you didn't like just let me know honest and open it's kind of the best way to be really and i i hope that you guys continue to listen in and like future episodes because i've wanted to do a podcast for ages and i'm really really enjoying it so we'll um we'll see how we'll see how the wind blows us so to speak so in the meantime uh thank you very much and take care